Okay. Somebody was visited by a general of the Russian army and he owned a big farm and they came to him and they said to him, listen, in the name of the Russian army, we would like you to give up 50 of your cows. He says, wow, 50 of my cows, I have to give up for the Russian army. He says, okay, no problem. For the Russian army, in the name of Mother Russia, I will give up my cows. I said, wonderful, thank you very much. In the name of Mother Russia, they said, we'd like you to give up your horses. 50 of your horses, please give up for Mother Russia. He says, wow, 50 horses. All right, in the name of Mother Russia, I will give up my horses. And they go on and on, going through every animal you can imagine. And he says, each one, he thinks about it, he says, okay, for Mother Russia, I'll give it up. And then they come to the last item, they say, okay, this is the last item that we're asking of you. We'd like you to give up in the name of Mother Russia, your chickens. 50 chickens. He says, 50 chickens? What are you, crazy? No way. You're not touching my chickens. I said, I don't understand. We asked you for 50 horses? No problem. 50 cows? No problem. We went through every animal, and you said in the name of Mother Russia, that's it, I'm giving it up. And 50 chickens you can't give up? What's going on? He said, I'll be honest with you. I'll be very honest with you. I don't have cows. I don't have horses. I don't have any other animal that you asked me to give up. So it's easy for me to give something that I don't have. I only have chickens in my farm. And to give up the only thing I have, I'm not doing that. Rabbi Yisai, in a few more days, is coming the days of Slichas. And in the days of Slichas, it's true, we get up and we know Elul is Elul, and we're coming up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and everything else. But we're asked to do one thing, get up a bit early. And that's difficult sometimes. It's very easy for us to say, yeah, we'll do tshuva, we'll daven on Rosh Hashanah, we'll listen to the shayfa, wonderful. Because that's easy. We can do that. Anyone can show up in shul. Anybody can come and listen to the shayfa. But to get out of bed a little bit early for the slicha, that's something that you have, it's something that you're used to, that's a little bit more difficult. And that's something that we're asked to do in slicha. And we'll speak about it in Mitzvah Hashem. But I want to start like this. We know that we don't say slichas, we mentioned this at the beginning of Elul, we do not say slichas the entire Elul like the Shulchan Aruch writes, like the Sfadim generally do. The Ramah says we don't do that, that's not our minhag. Our minhag is to say slichas before Rosh Hashanah. So how does that work? So it works like this, really we start the Sunday before Rosh Hashanah, that's when the Ramah tells us that we start saying slichas, unless Rosh Hashanah is on a Monday and a Tuesday, in which case we start the week before. So here we are, in Mitzvah Hashem on Sunday, the Sunday coming, one week today, we're going to be starting Slichas, right before Rosh Hashanah. And the question is, and this is an interesting question to deal with before we get to the halachas of Slichas, is to understand why is it that we have this time frame before Rosh Hashanah to start saying Slichas? Why don't we start the day before? Why don't we start the week before? Why don't we start ten days before? What is this business of four days we have to have before Rosh Hashanah to say Slichas? You have to have four days. Ma'abshat. What's the reason? So like this, everybody say, listen very carefully because it's a very interesting reason and it's good for us to know this. We're about to say stichas. We have to know why we're doing it. We have to understand why we're doing it. So like this. Every other yontif, kimat, every other yontif, if you look in Parshas Pinchas, for example, it says quite clearly in every other yontif, vihikravtem. Right? Vihikravtem means bring a carbon. That's what we do. In regular yomim toivim, we bring carbonus. And we bring a carbon, that's what the Torah tells us to do in every yontif, is bring a carbon. On Rosh Hashanah, all of a sudden, the Torah used a different word. And that word, word, va'asisem. What is the word va'asisem? What is the word va'asisem telling us? 
it basically implies the behavior of many other poets can bring this down, the halacha, that it, symb- it symbolizes that we really have to bring ourselves as a korban on Rosh Hashanah. Every other Yom Tov we bring a korban. On Rosh Hashanah we bring ourselves as the korban. And therefore, in, since every korban, as we know, requires a minimum of four days to check it for a mum, to check it for blemishes. Therefore, we have to do the same thing. We have to undergo, undergo a four-day process, four days, to check ourselves of a blemish, to make sure we're Roy to be the korban to bring up on Rosh Hashanah. Right? That's exactly what's happening. We'll speak about Rosh Hashanah a little bit closer to the time as well. But that's the four days. The four days minimum of Slichas before Rosh Hashanah is just like a Korban requires four days to check if a blemish is for a mum. We have to check ourselves because we're Ki'ilu bringing ourselves on Rosh Hashanah. So that's one thing. The Hatev brings this down. Other posts come as well. There's another reason. The other reason which is also brought down in the Morgan Avon from Kameh Gedoli Achroinim that he says that the four days of slichas really are meant to be fast days. We're meant to be fasting for four days of slichas. Now we know that during the Aserah Tshuva, we cannot fast for four days. For example, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are not allowed to fast. Shabbos, you can't fast. And Evi and Kippur, for sure, not allowed to fast. So because of those four days that we have, we compensate those days with the four days of Slichas. And that's what the Morgan Avram says, where we have to have a minimum of four days. Now there's other reasons as well. Um, the Vilna Goin says we should start Slichas on the 25th of Elul, because that corresponds to the first day of creation of the world. We look at the Goin in Simatovko Payalov, that's what he says. And that's the reason why Slichas generally brings on the Sunday instead closest to Rosh Hashanah. So I'll go upon him, Rabbi Yisai, like that. The halacha is we need four days of introspection to, to inspect ourselves before we have a Rosh Hashanah. Now how it works normally is that on the first night of Slichas, the first day of Slichas, even though as we'll see in a moment, the best time for Slichas is in the morning. No question about it. That's the best time. Early, early morning, before our lice. The middle of the night, right, right before the day begins, that's the best time for Slichas. But it comes out that the first day of Slichas generally most minhagim of Ashkenazim do it by night. And they do it on Motor Shabbos. And that's exactly what's happening in Mitzvah Shem. Next Motor Shabbos, we're all going to be staying Slichas, right, at night. So how is it that the first day of Slichas is normally by night? Some people do it by day. It's also okay. But the minute of most people is to do it by night. And then all other Slichas, most people also do during the day. So what's the difference? So the difference is like this. The post can explain but we're showing him already. There's a leket Yosha brings from his Rebbe the Truma Sadeshen. Now the Truma Sadeshen explains that it should be after Shabbos a person is relaxed, a person is spiritually fulfilled, he feels more, more better, he's higher up, and that's the best time for a person to slay slichas. Others explain a different mahalach that Shabbos is a big mahalach, it's a big push for tshuva. As we know, the Medrash says, And therefore, Shabbos is a great time for a person after a spiritual uplifting of Shabbos to go straight into slichas is another reason why they do that. However, we don't do it before before Chatzos, because before Chatzos, we're looking for a time, uh, a time of din, and that's why the Ariza would never give stocker before Chatzos, because it's a time of din, and we don't give stocker at that time, but again, that's the minute of the Ariza, which is why we generally do not start Slichas before Chatzos. Now, when is the best time to say Slichas Lemaise? We have a choice, right, Baruch Hashem, there's Minyonim all over the place, there's Minyonim at half past twelve generally, in most places by night, there's Minyonim in the morning, starting from, you know, four or five in the morning, all the way till seven, eight, I don't want to say even later than that. The question is, what's the best time that you should say Slichas? Now, obviously in Yeshiva, we're going to be done Stichas at the right time and everyone will be joining us. But Lemaise, if you're stuck in a place and you want to say Stichas, when is the best time to say Stichas? So Lemaise, the best time is early morning, 
at the end of the night, within three hours before Alois HaShachat. It's quite early in the morning. Alois could be four o'clock in the morning, it could be five o'clock in the morning. So three, within three hours before that is the best time for a person to say Slichus up until Neitzachama, up until sunrise. Now of course, after Neitz you can say it as well. And the Maisa, the Yorcha Shulchan says the meaning of most of Kalal Yisrael is to take a say it after, after Neitz. Most people generally don't say before Neitz. There are many that do and it's a wonderful thing. And forget, we're meant to wake up early, give ourselves a push. But the Maisa, most many of most people is they do say it a little bit earlier than normal. They get up a little bit earlier, they say Slichus, but not necessarily before Neitz. Otherwise, the Morgan Avram tells of Tovkov Samachesi Gotten Hey that after Chatzois, by night, is also an Ace Rotzoin, as not as much as the morning, but it's still an Ace Rotzoin, which is why many people have the minute to say it after Chatzois every single night. But after Chatzois means after Chatzois. Right? We don't say it before Chatzois. There are minhogim of people that do it beforehand. We're not going into this moment of time. If you have a minute, obviously keep it. But the Maisa, most people in Kalisra will only start saying things after Chatzois, you give them minutes, Ace Rotzoin, and whatever. Now, Okay, so it goes like this. The most time is either in the morning, early, early, or after Chatzos, 12.30 at night, right? Now, that doesn't mean if you wake up by mistake, at 8 o'clock in the morning, well, it's too late to say Slichas now. No, you can still say Slichas, and you should say Slichas. This is man that he sluts on the whole, the whole you may elul, the whole you may Slichas on the most unbelievable days that we can't imagine. We have to chaparayim, we should take advantage of every moment of them. So, of course, we should say Slichas. Now, when Moshe Sternbach and Chuvas von Hogges Chelik Dalit writes that whenever you do say Slichas, try and say it a little bit earlier than normal. Meaning, don't wake up the regular time and say Slichas, then wake up a little bit earlier, a little bit of Messias Nefesh, a little bit of giving of yourself to the Rabbi Shalaylam before Rosh Hashanah. That's number one. Okay, now like this. Rabbi said, those that do wake up in the morning and say Slichas, right? Mishabur says very clearly in some Memvov that you have to say Birchas HaTorah before Slichas. That means don't just roll into the Bismedrash, open up the Slichas and Ashray Yosha Vizekha. It doesn't work that way. You have to say Right? Say before you say Slichas. That's very, very important. Obviously, without goes without saying, Negel Vasa and Telisalayim, of course you have to do. That's a double portion because you wouldn't do that anyway. Now, Lechatchen, it's meant to be Bitsibor in Shul. It's not meant to be done being Chidus. However, if it is, for whatever reason, done being Chidus, someone's sick, someone's not well, he can't go to Shul for whatever reason, and he wants to say Slichas, he can still slay it being Chidus by himself, not in a Tzibor, not in a congregation or in a Shul. However, he should skip out the Yud Gimel Midas, the Hashem Hashem, unless he's saying it with a trop, unless he's saying it with a taimim that the Torah says so. Now, it's very, very common, Shai. This is one of the most common Shailas around Slichas. Listen to the Shailas about so you guys have probably had the Shailas many, many times. What happens? In the middle of St. Slichas, in the middle of Davening, Baruch Hashem, you've got yourself the art school interlinear translation, or you're trying to figure out the Perish Amilois, and you're really saying it with the Gishmat. And the Shul are going a little bit faster than you. So, but if you're in the middle of the paragraph, and they're busy starting to say, Hashem, Hashem, what do you do? Salachi is, you stop whatever you're doing, you stop in the middle of the paragraph, you say with them, Hashem, Hashem, that paragraph, right? The Yud Gimel Midas, the famous Yud Gimel Midas, and then afterwards you go back to where you were holding by. Now that's very, very important. You must say with them, even in the middle of Vidoy, says Shevet Aleid in Chelek Zayin, that also in the middle of Vidoy, Hashem no Begad, and they're busy going right to Hashem, Hashem, you must stop, you say Hashem, Hashem with them. It has to be said, Betzibor, unless you're saying it with the trap. Now the Adirab and Tovku Pe'alev says clearly that the best thing is to stand up during Slichas. It's toiv to stand up for the entire 
Tzlichus. If a person for whatever reason cannot manage to do that, then he should at least, minimum, stand for, for Keo Melech Yoshev and then Hashem Hashem after that. Now, Vidoy says the Mishnaburin Simatofei Zayn Sikotan Yud, you must stand as well during Vidoy, you're not allowed to lean on anything, especially if you lean on the way that if you take away the thing that you're leaning on, you'll fall down. That's basically called sitting. So you must stand. However, the Shatzin Sikotan Bob says quite clearly that make sure you lean a little bit forward, like Moidim. A little bit forward when you do Vidoy, and this is very important, we'll talk about it in Yom Kippur because we do this many times over Yom Kippur, is you stand but you lean a little bit forward just to make sure that you're not 100% standing. I want to end with one last thing. Very, very big Nikuda. Very big Nikuda. Utsimai Zilberg, Shlita once said over a beautiful Kedusha's lady, and he said that the Kedusha's lady was once before Tkiyah Shoifa. Before Tkiyah Shoifa, you can imagine this man in the shore before Tkiyah Shoifa was an amazing time. Everybody was nervous. Everybody was waiting in anticipation for the Shoifa to begin. And the Kedusha's lady motioned for everybody to wait. I said, okay, the Kedusha's lady, the rebel wants us to wait. We're going to wait. And that's what happened. They waited five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes later. Everyone's just waiting. 45 minutes later, all of a sudden, the Kedusha lady says, okay, you can start. And they start the Tkiyas, and most of it continues, and everything's finished. Everything's wonderful. At the end of the day, they said, Rebbe, can you explain to us what happened? We've been dominating it for years and years and years. Never, ever have you told everyone to stop. What's the pshat? Listen to what his answer. And his answer is a big Yisoyed in Slichas. It's Yisoyed in El. It's Yisoyed in the whole Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur that we have to believe in this. And he said, let me tell you what happened. A man entered the shul. And Amar, it's Gomo. He, had no, he was a Jew, but he had no idea about anything. He doesn't even know how to read. He walked into shul. It was Rosh Hashanah by Shachris. And he looked at everybody around. Everybody's got their talus over their head. This one is crying. This one is begging. This one, everybody's doing their own avoidance. And everyone looks so into it. And he couldn't figure it out. He opened up a city. Just, he never learned olive base in his life. He learned olive base. He never knew how to read. He couldn't get the words. He didn't know how to do anything. This is what he did. He said, I don't know how to read. I'm sorry. I've never read in my life. I don't know how to read. But I know the olive base. I'm going to say the olive base. And that should be my tefillah. And he stood there saying, olive base. Gimel, Dalad. Hey, that's what he did. Said the Kedushas lady, you know what happened in Shomayim? In Shomayim, the Malachim was scrambling to take the Aleph, take the base, take the Dalad, take the Vav, put it together to form the words of Tefillah. Because an MS Tefillah from any Jew is so much Koyach, so much power. And said to Kedushas lady, I wanted to wait. Shomayim were busy right now. They were busy with that man's Tefillah. We had to wait till that was finished to start the Tekiyas. What does that tell us? This is the time for davening. This is the time for tefillah. Our koyach of our pair, the koyach of our mouth is so unbelievable. Let's use it. Let's understand it. Let's look at the slichas a little bit, maybe before slichas, to understand a little bit what we're saying. To realize what we're doing is the four days of introspection before Rosh Hashanah, before we're going to be judged on the Yom Adin. We have to take that to heart. We have to take it to realization, Rabbi Yisrael. Rabbi Yisrael will give us a lot of... Have a wonderful day.